0: Hey, everybody. What you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening mark be funnier you're like reading from our book i'm not reading at all but you literally were you're quoting
1: lines from our book that's what happens when you want me to prepare
0: it's so bad so far that we should just start over honestly oh, you start over. You're better. So low.
1: anyway welcome to our podcast or we should start over again right oh my
0: god then you go hey everyone it's dr chris kelly
1: And I'm Dr. Mark Eisenberg.
0: And this is Am I Dying? A conversational podcast about your symptoms and what to do next. All right. Today we are talking about a topic that affects all of us from time to time, and that is fatigue. It is normal for humans to feel fatigued, right? I mean, at the end of the day, when the sun goes down, you've been hunting wild boar all day long, and you slip back into your cave It is normal for your brain to feel fatigue. That's not really how most of us live anymore, even though that's how our brains were formed uh, to tolerate those kinds of environments. Now, you know, you slink out of your office at 6 p.m. or you finish class or you do whatever it is you're doing and you just feel wiped out. Feel like your energy is gone. So what we're going to try to get through today is when that is normal, when fatigue is appropriate, adaptive, and a normal response to life, and when it's a sign of a problem. When you should be concerned that there could be some underlying medical or even psychological issue driving your fatigue. So, Mark, uh, you are a self-proclaimed fatigue expert. Why don't you tell the listeners why that is?
1: Well, thank you very much. That's uh, that's that's what they wrote about me in my high school yearbook. Anyway, so again, <laughs> most
0: likely to induce <laughs> fatigue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's. Many many reasons why we could all feel fatigued. In other words are run down, exhausted, tired, weak. The question is whether it's really paralyzing your life or it's just, what the hell is that? Is that me?
0: Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Mark, but if you're trying to give a demonstration of schizophrenia and mental illness, that can definitely cause fatigue.
1: Thank you. Actually, my family has no history of schizophrenia or mental illness. Anyway, so when is fatigue a problem? And they Diagnosed. There-
0: <laughs> Diagnosed
1: when is fatigue a problem and whether you could just do something to remedy on your own or whether you need to seek medical attention. So,
0: right. You've said that three times.
1: Okay. So there's plenty of reasons why we could feel fatigued and maybe we could try to come down with why and then, and fix it. So maybe you're just exercising too much. You know, we all go on these exercise protocols where we, we sit there and exercise too much. And then the next day, wonder why we could barely move and we're really tired. Don't you think?
0: Is that true, though? I feel like when people exercise, they get pretty pumped up. Their adrenaline's going, and they feel good.
1: Maybe at the time, right after, but like, if you start to work out too much, your whole body might start to feel tired for a few days.
0: Mm, I don't know. I feel like you're going to get sore, but I think that if you're fatigued, that might be from the crash diet portion of your weight loss plan, much less than the exercise
1: that is true. So usually when we start a big exercise protocol, we start to change our diet too. We do what we think is right, but sometimes what we think is the best diet might actually not be giving us enough nourishment.
0: I actually was recently on this intermittent diet, intermittent fasting diet, and I would try I to- see go,
1: it didn't do much. <laughs> uh,
0: you can't see anything. First of all, we're on the radio. And second of all, I lost 15 pounds, so really? it did do quite a bit actually. But I would go 16 or so hours without having anything but water, And it's tough, man. By the end of it, I mean, in addition to your stomach feeling like it's going to burst uh, from auto digestion, you definitely feel wiped out and kind of not so great. It's hard to see patients and read studies when you haven't eaten in 16 hours. So eventually I I kind of walked away a little bit from the diet, uh, although I've managed to keep the weight off. But definitely if you just haven't been staying, not not only nourished, but hydrated, too, that's going to wipe you out. you got to make sure that you're, you've are you got enough water and salt.
1: You haven't put back the 15 pounds? No, maybe like
0: three of the 15.
1: That's awesome. Do you feel better being thin?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I was relatively thin before, thank you very much, but I'm thinner now, wow. and it feels pretty good.
1: You know, think about it evolutionarily. If you are on a diet or you're fasting, your body doesn't know you're trying to get in shape. It actually thinks you're actually in, like, you know, maybe there was a, you know, problem well, with d- food your body might shut down sort of, don't you think?
0: Depends how long you go. I mean, the whole thesis behind intermittent fasting is that evolution designed us to eat once, maybe twice a day. You know, for millions of years of human development, we didn't have a fridge or a cabinet full of Fritos in our caves. You know, we were lucky if we could chase down one animal per day. And maybe if we were living in a vegetation rich area, there were things to snack on, but our bodies are not built for eating throughout the day, every day. So fasting itself is not so bad, but the problem like I did is if you fast and you just don't stay hydrated enough and you don't get some, what we call like electrolytes or solute into your body that can kind of wear you out.
1: Yeah. And so you just, you just brought up another reason why a lot of people are tired. Maybe they're not getting enough uh, fluids. So for multiple reasons, you know, you're too busy and you're not drinking during the day or You're afraid if you drink too much, you're going to have to keep running to the bathroom. Other reasons why people are dehydrated are- Do you have this
0: actual fear like that you won't drink water because you think it's going to make you pee?
1: No, no, but I actually don't drink much at night after like 6 or 7 p.m. because I don't want to have to wake up like three times at night to pee.
0: Is that maybe because your prostate's messed
1: up? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that much older than you are. <laughs> but The truth is a lot of times people drink alcohol at night, which is one, a diuretic, and two, it actually dehydrates people. So you might actually be tired because you drank too much alcohol the night before, right?
0: Yeah, so you get to the second leading reason that somebody could feel tired, which is that they're not sleeping well at night. Exactly. Uh, So, in addition to not hydrating yourself and not sort of staying on top of your nourishment, uh, the main reason really is that people aren't sleeping well at night. And that can be for a whole host of reasons. One, as you mentioned, is that you're waking up to pee several times in the night. So, if you're a man, the most common reason for a man is that your prostate has become enlarged. So, that's that gland that sort of encircles the tube draining your bladder into your penis that can become enlarged and kind of block that tube. And so you can't really effectively empty your bladder. And so it's kind of always sitting there partially full. And so it doesn't take long for it to fill back up again enough that you wake up and have to go pee. So that's a common problem as men get into their 50s and 60s. And it's uh, something that thankfully can usually be easily treated with medications.
1: Yeah. so Have
0: those worked for you, Mark?
1: (laughs) So again, um, if you're not sleeping well or you're dehydrated or you're on too much of a fast, uh, maybe you could try to change it around and see if you get some more energy, right? Uh, Other reasons why some people are tired during the day is they're actually trying to sleep better at night and they're taking sleeping pills. You know, you think your sleeping pill is only going to work for the one hour to make you fall asleep or for the eight hours and keep you asleep. But a lot of people have what's called a hangover the next day.
0: Yeah, so there is such a thing as too, too much of a good thing. And uh, you're right. Uh, part of the problem is that if, if you're taking sleeping medications, but you're waiting like until the last minute to try to use them, like you're trying to naturally fall asleep, and it's like now 2 a.m. and you haven't made any progress, so you finally take the sleeping medicine, then you're still going to be tired yeah. you know, eight, nine hours later when you're back at work or school. And so if you are taking a sleep aid, first of all, that's not necessarily such a bad thing if you're using it for short term to kind of get yourself back into a normal rhythm. But you got to use it at the time, if not shortly before you would ordinarily go to sleep and don't yeah. wait until the middle of the night because then you're just going to be stuck with the medicine in your system and not feeling good. You kind of skip past though, there's a, there's a whole category of things that we should cover under the not sleeping well uh, bin and waking up at night to pee is only one of them. Uh, and first of all, uh, we only talked about what, what that means in men. If it happens in women, uh, you're more likely to be a sign of a urinary infection, or bladder issue like that. Obviously, women don't have prostates. But other reasons that people don't sleep well at night, another big one is sleep apnea. So that's a condition where your sort of soft tissue in your neck uh, gets oriented in a way that when you lay in bed, it can actually block the airway. So you're not able to get air down. From your mouth into your lungs, and your body obviously notices that you're not getting air and you wake up. When you wake up and your level of consciousness changes, even momentarily, it's enough to sort of activate your muscles and get some of that tissue out of the way and get some air into your lungs. But then you fall asleep and the whole cycle repeats itself. And so that's obstructive sleep apnea. And it's a pretty common problem among people, especially as they get older, um, especially people who are heavier. People have large neck circumferences, unfortunately, like me, although I don't have sleep apnea, thankfully. Uh, that, that's a common problem. And so if you wake up and like, you're just feeling tired and you, don't, you won't remember that you were waking up throughout the night because it's like for just an instant. But if you just wake up not feeling refreshed and still feel tired throughout the day, You should definitely get checked out for sleep apnea. Super common, super undiagnosed.
1: Yeah, so if you feel like you might have sleep apnea, you can usually go to an ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor, or one of these sleep neurology doctors, and they can sometimes do a home sleep test on you to decide if you'd benefit from that machine called BiPAP, CPAP, whichever you might need. And people really say they feel so much better after using them
0: although people also hate those cpap machines which basically are face masks that blow air into your face and what they're doing is that air is increasing the pressure in your airway and so that keeps them open Mm -hmm. so they can't collapse on you because the air is acting like a stent to open them up but you also have this mask on and kind of limits how you can position yourself at night plus it sounds like you're sleeping next to a jet engine which For your spouse or partner who doesn't have sleep apnea may be a nightmare.
1: Plus, it's it's not very sexy to wear these masks, don't you think?
0: I guess it kind of depends how your face looks around it. (laughs) (laughs) Any other uh, reasons you want to cover, Mark, why people aren't sleeping at night?
1: Yeah. So um, other reasons why you might not sleep at night. We have a whole podcast on insomnia, so please check that out. But anyway, uh, sometimes your bed could be uncomfortable or your room could be too warm.
0: How many years of med school did you have to go to 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 say that you might not be sleeping because your bed's uncomfortable?
1: I went to med school for six straight years. I'm no dummy, okay? (laughs) Wasn't there a movie not- about that? <laughs> you remember there was a movie like Better Off Dead when we were in like high school that like the guy's like, I've been in this high school for five straight years. I'm no dummy. Anyway, I think we have to take a break right now. Uh, so
0: I us- just want to know how often it happens that you interview somebody about their fatigue and you find out they're sleeping on a bag of rocks.
1: <laughs> well, actually mattresses can make a big difference for anyone who's had back pain, Chris. Anyway, we have to take a break right now. We'll be back in one second. Okay, everyone, welcome back. We're talking about fatigue, and we went through some of the main reasons why people feel run down or tired. You could be dehydrated. Uh, You might be on too much of a diet where you're actually getting not enough energy, or you might be exercising too much with that diet, and your body is just sort of exhausted. Uh, Other reasons why people feel fatigued is they're dehydrated, as we said, possibly due to too much alcohol the night before. Uh, And another very common reason for fatigue is that you're not sleeping well at night. So uh, insomnia is definitely a reason uh, why people feel tired the next day. Uh, also, sleeping pills that you might take to sleep well might have a lagging effect the next day and make you feel a little bit of like a hangover. And now that we're on the subject, there's other medications too, which Chris, do you want to tell everyone some of the other medications you might be taking that might make you tired all the time?
0: Yeah. Uh, so some people probably already know about things like Benadryl, for example, which people use to help them sleep, but uh, Benadryl another first-generation antihistamines can make you pretty sleepy during the day if you're taking them for allergies. Uh, But then there's some that we use as cardiologists, for example, beta blockers, which are common medicines used for heart rhythm problems, a little less so for blood pressure, uh, other forms of heart disease. Those can make you feel pretty tired and run down too. It's funny. I I feel like my patients have very wide ranges of sensitivity to that, some of them on super high-dose beta blockers and don't even bat an eye, and some of them just on the tiniest dose feel like, they can't get out of bed. So
1: I've tried to take a few people off it and they actually call me up and say they want to start them again because their road rage came back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sometimes they like mellowing out a little bit. Yeah. And I know you've I know you taken beta blockers during some of our live TV appearances.
1: <laughs> I've taken much more than just beta blockers. You know, other things like pain medications and some of the antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications could also make you feel sluggish. Uh, we do need to add, do not stop any of your medications you're on that are prescription medications without speaking to your doctor.
0: Indeed. So the medications that can cause uh, fatigue are, are, are met numerous. I think the key there is to try to go back and, if you can, track down when your symptoms started and see if you changed any of your medications around that time. Sometimes it's just literally as simple as looking at the timeline, and it'll become clear what the culprit was. Yeah. So,
1: like when you went when you went on your Prozac, Chris, you were like tired weeks later, weren't you? Uh,
0: first of all, depression and anxiety are no laughing matter, Mark. They
1: definitely aren't, and that's that was a segue into that depression can also cause fatigue.
0: Right. Second of all, I don't take Prozac. And third of all, yes, depression is an extremely common cause of fatigue and probably uh, like sleep apnea, something that remains extremely under and undiagnosed in the population.
1: No, definitely. It's a serious matter.
0: What other than, you know, claiming you as a significant other should make someone feel extremely depressed? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um you mean what are some other symptoms of depression people might have besides just being tired so your sex drive might really be reduced you might actually have problems staying asleep where you wake up early in the morning and can't go back to sleep that's kind of a uh, sort of one of the sleeping signs of depression uh changing an appetite and weight can actually be other signs that you're depressed right
0: changes in appetite, changes in weight, lack of interest in the things that usually excite and stimulate you, you know, feelings of hopelessness, despair, anger. Uh, obviously, if you have any desire to harm yourself, these are all things that are concerning for depression. And, and I think that a lot of people get hung up on the idea that you have to be, you know, I don't know, morose, glum, crying all the time to be labeled as depressed. That's totally not the case. Just being really flat and having low energy and sort of lack of motivation or interest in things, that is very concerning for depression and and definitely needs to be checked out. And, you know, people, I think, worry that mood issues are over-medicalized, but if it's interfering with your quality of life, it's like you owe it to yourself to take care
1: of it. Of course, yeah. There's nothing stigmatizing about this. This is your medical health. You know, people need to look at depression like it's like having a common cold or diabetes. It's a medical legitimate medical problem that needs to be taken care of
0: yes especially if you live in new york city it's very very yeah, don't very they say common. like
1: one out of two people in new york city at some time during of, like the next two three years will end up like possibly on a an antidepressant medication
0: yes i don't know if it's the, the city that makes you depressed or depressed people flock to the city but <laughs> one way or the other there's a whole lot of depressed people in new york city that's for sure and i feel like we work with most of them
1: you know there's a, that term called dysthymia right which is sort of a mild version of depression but you don't meet what's called the dsm th- you know four criteria for five. Major de- dsm 5 i guess they've had a new book since i've been <laughs> since you were a teenager yes yeah. <laughs> since i checked the internet but yeah the dysthymia they had like sort of it's sort of like a low level depression and like everyone in my med school group like raised their hand thinking they have it yeah
0: indeed any other causes of uh, fatigue that we need to cover here, Mark?
1: Yeah. So there's some serious ones also that you might need to go see a doctor about. So like you might have low thyroid level. So let's say you have this cold intolerance, like you're cold all the time or constipated and you've gained weight even though you haven't changed your diet. You might actually have a, an endocrine problem with a low thyroid level and that might need to be fixed, adjusted. So definitely that's one of the reasons why you should see a doctor to get some blood tests. And to be honest... If you really are feeling fatigued, you probably should get you know go see your doctor and get blood tests not just for a thyroid level, but to make sure you're not anemic. Anemia can definitely make people feel fatigued.
0: And short of breath too. Just and short of
1: breath. but't um, do much. Some men might have low testosterone levels, right? Mm-hmm. You know so some be men tested. on this podcast for example. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> That was bad. Anyway, um, so again, you might be anemic, which could also make you feel uh, pretty tired. Anything else we missed?
0: I think those are the main ones. I think that's really, I mean, there's all sorts of weird stuff that can get in there, chronic infections, autoimmune problems and so forth, but those are much less common. So I think that uh, we've covered the main things. And certainly if you do feel fatigued all the time, you've got to look into it, uh, take care of it, talk with your doctor get a basic workup and make sure that you're not missing something that could be addressed and improve your quality of life.
1: Yeah. And we have a whole chapter in our book, Am I Dying? A Complete Guide to Your Symptoms and What to Do Next uh, that gets into more specifics about what other things can go with the fatigue uh, so you'll know what to, what to do.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Script Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit offscript.com.